97.9 The Hill, WCHL, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, UNC's field hockey team, back-to-back national champions. Our guest, Karen Shelton, coach of that team. Coach, uh, welcome on. Uh, glad to have you on as a guest again. I, I have a quick question for you. How odd is it to be playing field hockey in the spring semester? Well, uh, it's very odd and, and actually historic. So, you know, we're, we're just looking at it as an, a new and different opportunity and certainly gives more uh, legitimacy to the spring. You know, typically it's a time where we just focus on getting better and, you know, everybody's involved. And now we're really focusing on, you know, specific uh, opponents and competition and, and having the opportunity to, to win another national championship. So it's, it's different. And, uh, and of course we're loving it. All right. So does your record from the fall carry over to the spring? It does. Good question. So we start the season um, 10 and one which is a great place. We also start the season being the ACC champ. And what that means is it, it grants us a, a ticket into the AQ game. So there's only, instead of a tournament like we normally play, there's just a one game playoff uh, with the next best team in the conference. So if, if we finished fourth in the conference, we'd play the number one team. If we finish first in the conference in the spring, we'll play the number two team. And, and that team gets the automatic qualification into the NCAA tournament. So there are 10 of those, 10 automatic qualifiers, and two at large. What are the chances that Carolina makes it into the tournament? Well, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tighter field, um, but they're actually, because the Ivy League has opted out, there's, there's actually three at largest. So um, the record from the fall is certainly a huge advantage going in. Uh, because they'll take the, you know, if we don't win, say, for example, we don't win that AQ game, which, by the way, I didn't mention, we earned the opportunity to host it. So we'll host it here in April. Um, but if we, if we don't win that and, and another ACC team wins it, we have a chance to be one of the, the at-large teams. So uh, having that 10 and one start is, is really important because we only have six games. So in, in this spring seven, including the AQ. Yeah, I do want to jump back to the spring schedule in just a minute, but uh, I wanted to ask you first about uh, a little more about the fall. Uh, uh, Well, actually, no, let's go straight to the spring. So you have a six game schedule, not counting the, the AQ game, and they're really kind of spread out. Is that good or bad? Well, you know, it's one game a week and, and typically we play two. So we're trying to, uh, you know, to, to um, simulate that by playing all of our games on Friday. I think one of them's on a Saturday, but every Sunday we have planned an um, inter-squad scrimmage. So we're going to try and simulate kind of that back, not back to back, but the, the tournament weekend format, which is Friday, Sunday. So thankfully we have a large enough squad um, and we like to have this large squad just for these, these reasons that we can scrimmage in the spring. So we feel like we're in good shape, uh, you know, just going into the, the beginning of the, of the spring. 
Yeah, it looks like there's one two-week break uh, there uh, during the schedule. But uh, for any of these scrimmages, are you inviting back any alums? Um, well, they certainly are welcome. Uh, the NCA has rules about that, um, and and what what alums are permitted to do is play and scrimmage on an occasional basis. So I do know Catherine Hayden and I have been chatting that, that some alums will be back in town, and when they when they do come back in town, they're welcome. But the occasional basis is defined by our department as kind of up to two times per month. So if, if an alum comes into town, sees the game on Friday, they can scrimmage with us on, uh, on Sunday. Okay, excellent. So um, you, you won the ACC. There is no ACC tournament in the, in the spring. That happened in the fall. And you won, so you won that in calendar year 2020. There is no national champion in calendar year 2020. So if, let's say, Carolina happens to win the national championship for the third straight time, there would be that, that kind of asterisk, I guess, because it, it, it actually happens in 2021. And then my question is, is there a second national championship in 2021? Yes. And I think technically um, the winner this spring will count as the 2020 champion. Okay. And then they'll have a 2021 championship in in november of uh of, of this coming fall all right so even though it happens in calendar year 2021 it's still considered part of the 2020 schedule that's correct got it okay so uh, even so it would be weird to be playing even though it counts in 2020 it would be weird to face the possibility you're you or louisville or any of these top teams the chance of playing in the same calendar year for a national championship twice. That's right. It's never happened before, but it will happen this year. All right. How, uh, how weird has it been Karen to adjust to these changes? Oh, I think it's been fine. You know, kids are, are very adaptable and even with all the COVID protocols and uh, you know, the limitations uh, in their social life and their academic life, um, they've, they've been amazingly um, resilient, uh, I should say. You know, they're just really doing a great job of adapting to these changes, and they love to play, and, and of course, they love Carolina, so they're, they're making the best of, of our situation. It's, it, uh, and we always try and uh, frame things as not as a problem, but as an opportunity. I mean, this is a terrific opportunity, a historic opportunity. So we're embracing it and looking forward to getting started. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Karen Shelton, the coach of the UNC field hockey team, about uh, that team's prospects uh, opening up the season here in, uh, in a couple of days. And uh, by the time this interview airs, we'll already have a, a spring semester game under their belts. So, Karen, uh, I know that you were National Player of the Year three times in college. I don't think anyone will ever – uh, match that, but you know how people like to compare athletes in different eras, you know, Michael versus LeBron. So how about Karen versus Aaron? <laughs> I tell you, 
she would chew me up and spit me out. Uh, you know, I was I was a defender, and uh, you know, she is just a, an offensive uh, wizard. Um, you know, there there is no comparison. I, you know, I played way back in the day that the equipment was different, the the training was different, the, the competition. I mean, it's it's we've just come light years uh, since that time. So, you know, there there's there's no comparison there. So knowing that you have her at your disposal, uh, what can you say? I mean, gosh, you, I, I watch her and it's like, how did she do that with the ball? She, she is, um, has an uncanny neck. She has terrific vision, um, you know, a, a creative mind. Uh, she is attacking. She loves to go to the goal, yet she's incredibly unselfish. Um, you know, she's fast, strong, powerful. She just has been gifted and, and also trained very hard to maximize her gifts. I, I remember uh, watching uh, the past couple of national championship games, and I remember the term from the announcers, the reverse chippy. And it's, it seems like that's her favorite shot. Well, you, you know, her. I, she, she's scoring on the forehand on our penalty corner. Um, you know, open field, a lot of players go to the backhand, but she, she can strike a strong side or that, that reverse is called the weak side, um, but it's certainly not a weakness in her case. Uh, but, her, but her watch out for her forehand. She's hitting the corner shot great right now. Yeah, I would not want to be in the goal uh, with, with her coming at me. So uh, at any rate. Uh, coach, uh, coach Williams just won his 900th game, big milestone. And of course, uh, you know, our students wanted to compare, okay, well, you know, K coach K has a lot more wins, but he's been head coach for quite a few more years. So what's the comparison, right? What's the win percentage. And as it turns out, uh, K is at 76.5 Roy's at 77.5. So, you know, we can we can make an argument there about who is the better blue. Karen Shelton is at 80.1. So you got them both. I'm, I'm just proud of, you know, and happy that we got above the, the 80 percent mark. You know, I, I, I knew we were close. We were hovering always right at 79. But uh, no, I'm, I'm proud of our teams for what they've done. I mean, they've they've earned that percentage, not me. Well, you know, you're, you're being too modest, but uh, that's always been the case. Uh, Karen, a couple of things I didn't know about you, even though we've chatted a number of times and I followed your program closely, I did not know that you played lacrosse in college in addition to field hockey. That's right. That's right. How, I also ran indoor track. <laughs> did you ever go to class? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, back in the day, you know, that wasn't uncommon. Um, and you kind of did it, you know, field hockey was always my sport, but you, you kind of played the other seasons to stay in shape. You know, so I ran indoor track and then I, uh, I, I played, I picked up lacrosse kind of late, but uh, lacrosse is, you know, it's not as technically as difficult uh, a sport as field hockey. You know, the, the, the fundamental skills aren't as difficult to master. So a very fast and athletic person could pick up lacrosse relatively easily. And so uh, I was able to do that and, and play for my college team. And, and we actually did win a national championship in, uh, I think it was the spring of uh, 1979. So you have a national championship in, in two different sports. 
Correct. All right. That's not too bad. <laughs> Let me ask you about your event in track. Sprinter, long distance? Um, you know, I, I was more uh, like kind of a 400 meter runner. Uh, you know, they call that the throw up uh, race. Um, so, you know, I ran outdoor track too when I was younger in high school, but yeah, more, more kind of the mi middle distance races. I, right. I wasn't super, super fast. I, on the hockey field, what I, what I, I looked fast because I had very good anticipation. So I, I could read the game and, and step. And so it, it, I looked faster than I was, but I've always enjoyed, uh, you know, staying fit and working out. Even to this day, I'm, I'm, I work out, you know, three to four times a week, sometimes five. Yeah, you're talking about the anticipation. That makes me think of uh, Wayne Gretzky who said skate to where the puck is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that, is that something you practice and is it something you preach? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we like to hold the space and, you know, put the ball in space for people to run onto. And yeah, it's sometimes a difficult concept for, for people to, to pick up, but you know, some are born with it. And, you know, Aaron's one that's was born with, with everything and has honed it to perfection. So you see her running to where the ball is going to be, not where, uh, not kind of slotting the ball to where she is. Absolutely. And, and in her passing, she passes where the player is going to be. Um, so she, yeah, she's, and, and, and she's able to also see where the goalie is and put the ball where the goalie is not. Uh, and that's also something that that's uh, very, very valuable. Sports focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking about the spring schedule for Carolina field hockey, which is very unusual, and uh, about that program overall with the coach of that program, Karen Shelton. So, uh, Karen, we've talked a lot about Aaron, and, and we should, but one player doesn't win championships, right? So uh, who are some of the others who are, or who are back uh, actually taking advantage of the extra year. Well, uh, you know, who stands out immediately is Amanda Hendry uh, in goal. So she did actually graduate uh, in December. So she had redshirted her freshman year and, and was playing her final season of eligibility during, during, you know, the fall COVID season. So she has opted to come back. She's um, taking 12 hours so she can be, you know, certified as a full-time student and she is playing so well. Uh, she led the league in save percentage, a number of saves, uh, goals against, um, you know, and, and she's worked her way up. She, she didn't come in as this starting, starring goalkeeper in the conference. You know, she's slowly progressed, gotten better, more mature, more vocal, uh, and she's really leading the defense right now. So, I, you know, she is a huge, huge factor in our ability to be successful this spring. So let me make a quick comparison to another sport, and it's women's lacrosse. You have the, the Hogue to Ortega uh, combination, which has been super, super successful. Who, who is the combination that you look for when it comes to Aaron on the receiving end? Well, there's, there's a couple. And, um, you know, Pey Peyton Worth was a transfer from Penn State. She's doing a great job. But Meredith Shoulder who was out all, um, not this fall season, but the year before. She was out the 2019 season. She had broken a bone in preseason in her foot. 
and it was just a slow healer and, and we really needed to, to treat it delicately and we did, but she's come back and she's fit and fast and matured and playing really, really well. Uh, she played on the line in the fall COVID season, but we are, we are um, pulling her back into the midfield where she's, she's providing this experience and composure and poise and yet, uh, you know, a great deal of athleticism in the midfield position. So they're able to link up as well uh, because they played side by side on the line in the fall. Okay. So there, there is a, another thing I've learned about you just today that I didn't know uh, before today. And I want you to tell me how that has affected your coaching style, your coaching mindset. And that is you were an army brat. That's correct. Yes, very proud of that. Um, my father was a 26-year Army veteran. He retired as a lieutenant colonel, served in World War II as a reconnaissance pilot, uh, and then um, also served in the Vietnam War as a helicopter pilot. Um, and we moved around a great deal when I was young. And I have four brothers and two sisters, so it was a large military family. And we'd you know, kind of be uprooted, but we always had each other. And I was, I was very lucky to have four brothers who I palled around with and I followed them, you know, and, and it was, there was my older sister and then two boys, then me and then another boy. So in, in the birth order, I was, I was in the smack middle of the, all the boys. And that that's for me was great because I just wanted to do whatever they were doing. And I was a tag along. And, you know, if, if, the, you know, I was lucky enough, they'd invite me to play. So I was always kind of playing up, um, but, you know, that that fact that we had this tight knit family, the influence of my brothers and going from, you know, army base to army base when, when I was little. Um, finally, we when my dad retired, he started working for the Boeing Company, and that was um, in Media, Pennsylvania. And I was in the fifth grade when we moved there. But when I got to the seventh grade, that was the first time I could play an organized sport. So, you know, girls didn't have organized sports. My brothers had little league and they, they did other things, but I couldn't do anything until one of my friends said, do you want to stay after and try out for the field hockey team? And so I was lucky enough that I had a friend that, that you know, I was going to have to take the late bus. That's always a little scary. And so I had a friend and uh, yeah, I picked it up and I just, I fell in love with it from the very beginning. You would never hear of a top level field hockey player picking up the game in the seventh grade these days. That's correct. Uh, you, you know, it, it, it happens every once in a while, but normally with a, an athlete that is playing another sport, like we've had very good soccer players that have played, you know, soccer from a very early age that has pick, picked up field hockey late, um, but it doesn't happen often um, anymore. It, it used to, but not anymore. All right. And the final 30 seconds that we have left, what are the aspirations in this odd spring season? Well, you know, obviously our goal is always to become the best team that we can be, but there's no question at where we are right now. We are all uh, hoping and working towards the opportunity to play for a national championship. Um, you know, we have the ACC already in our pocket. If we get the AQ, great. If not, we hope to get the at-large bid and, and, you know, that gives us a chance and um, so I like this team. They're working hard. The vibe is very good. Uh, and so we just have to stay humble. We have to stay hardworking and focused and, and be professional in our preparation. That's always the key. 
And that does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Karen Shelton. Thanks also to producer Chip Sweeney. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.